Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So Emily and I did this survey, mostly for our own benefit, to see where were you guys at in business? Where are you currently struggling? How much money are you making? Where could we come in and help and guide you? But the survey results were so incredibly interesting that I thought it was important that we do a deep dive on the podcast and talk more about what we're seeing industry-wide and where we might try to challenge you guys to do more or do different things. And I would even venture to say there's an epidemic happening (laughs) and we need to fix it. We have named this epidemic and we are declaring it reality. It's true. I'm calling it the side hustle epidemic. And it is prevalent. And it has been for a while. But I think it's important that we call it out and call it something so that we can talk about it. And this is not meant to pigeonhole you wherever you're at in your business. We're going to talk about this from as factual point of view as possible with the survey that we did, which was answered by nearly a thousand people. So we got quite a bit of data here, but also knowing that the kind of people who have time to answer the survey may sway the results slightly. So no, I disagree. I think it's the more the type of person who likes doing surveys than time. I love doing surveys. Okay. Well, love it. All the more reason to And also, Abby doesn't know this either, but in one of our, and I'm blanking now because my brain has been used a lot today, but the survey is technically still active. And so there is a sequence of emails out there currently right now where while you're waiting for something to start or to happen, I link you to this survey. So if you haven't filled it out, be sure to be reading your emails from us because we have all sorts of good stuff in there for you. Yeah. That being said, we're also linking to the report. Now, the cool part about this report is that as more people answer the survey, the report auto updates. So you can kind of 
you could check back in a year from now and see who else has answered. We will link to both the survey and the survey results page on the show notes so that you have access to that. But, but let's dive in. I think the first question and probably the question that's on the most people's minds is where is the general population of small business owners at in their business? So before I want to caveat this really quickly. So we've got nearly a thousand responses, which I think is truly a good sample size for us to make some general statements about the creative industry as a whole. A couple of like pointers you guys know, but our audience is mostly women, creative, small business owners. So that's who's taking the survey. Now, before we sent out the survey, I did some research on my own from, is anyone else really surveying the creative small business landscape, like the people that we know, right? And really they're not, there's not a whole lot of information out there specifically around like the kind of industries that we're going to be talking about today. However, there have been some recent, and I'll, I'll make sure these links get put in the show notes as well. There are some recent surveys from places like hustle.com, bankroll, I think, or bankrate.com and somewhere else that I'll make sure we get the links, but where they are surveying their own audience. So again, it's not like a census from the United States. It's people who have an audience and they're surveying their audiences. But I think one of those surveys got like 3000 responses or something. So again, another, we're like really good sampling, but we still don't have like a whole lot a whole lot of data on this. A lot of the stuff that I found online where they would call it a side hustle, the industry was the number one industry that people are considering these people having a side hustle because they also have a full-time job is real estate. And so that's so like, interesting. Isn't that funny? And my dad being an agent has said 10,000 times, like it would be so difficult to have it as a side hustle and not be your full-time job because it does require like so much work. I mean, if you want to be successful at it, so, which is like with a lot of things, but I kind of want to do the caveat on like truly, and I'm not saying like, this is the only survey in the world that's ever done this, but like, this is one of the only ones out there that is mostly filled out by women mostly filled out by people who are in the industries that we're going to talk about. Okay. So there's that. Okay. So with all that being said, if you were to look around the room and you're in a room of other creative female entrepreneurs, where are they at in business? And I think I would venture to guess the majority of people would say there's more people ahead of me than behind me. I think that's how we always feel though. Oh yeah. Yeah. There are more people who have succeeded at the thing that I want to do than not. Mm -hmm. And I find it really interesting that in the survey that we specifically have, I would say two kind of groups of people, the idea type people who are struggling to kind of make that first move. Not that it's a bad thing, but they have a ton of ideas. They're they're trying to figure out what to market. They're trying to figure out what to sell. Maybe they've started marketing, but they haven't made those sales yet. And then there's the people that have started making sales. It is almost split down the middle. So if you were to kind of divide, we had four response categories and some of them are with sales and some of them are without sales. It's 40 to 60 percent ish. Okay. So 40 ish percent have have a lot of ideas. Maybe they haven't started marketing or they started marketing and haven't sold. The category that makes up the most, however, 
is the category that has only made a few sales. They don't consider themselves established with consistent sales. They've only made a few sales. So that's 34% of the people that are trying to build a business. Yeah, right here, it's it's 35% of people who have ideas. Some of those people have started marketing, but no one in that 35% have made sales. And 34% have made a few sales. So it's a very, very small sampling of people who are like, okay, yeah, I'm established and I've made consistent sales. That was really surprising to me. I expected a lot more people to be in the I've made a few sales category, but I was pleasantly surprised because again, none of this is bad information. It's just uh, putting a pulse on where you are, where you're at, right? Of people who truly how hard it is for a lot of people to get out of that. I have a bajillion ideas. And so therefore I haven't taken action on any of them. But the part that I find the most interesting on this particular question, and isn't necessarily set up to tell us this, but it's something that you can easily see by, by looking at the results based on the amount of people who have a lot of ideas, but have been not started marketing versus the amount of people who have started marketing, but haven't sold. There's so few people that have started marketing and haven't sold that it leads me to believe that those who make a decision and start marketing and they have the idea of what they want to put out into the world, they do make sales. I'm not saying this is true across the board, but if if only 10% of people have marketed and not sold anything, that's telling me that the people that are making a decision to start selling, for the most part, are selling. And that's an exciting place to be. That's you get to decide, I'm ready to put myself out there. And when I do, if I'm willing to put in the work, results will come. I mean, maybe I'm reading into it too much. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. And we can get into this as we talk more about monies because we did ask that question too. But another cool thing that I saw in my research outside of this creative space, when you take real estate out of the side hustle, which is the number one side hustle across the board and the most profitable just because it's high risk, high reward, I feel like. One of the the second runner-ups for industry-wise is like Lyft and Uber driving. And so like if you kind of take out those two, I would say male dominant industries who are responding like responses to those surveys, in the top five is the creative industry. And so one of the particular surveys like lumped together photographers, graphic designers, and I think artists, if I'm remembering it correctly, all in the creative industry category that they they put themselves in, as in the top five for most, like the highest, how do I phrase this? Because it's specifically for 2019, the biggest opportunity for money and growth in 2019. So when you say, are you talking about real estate or realtors? Because those are two different realtors things. Realtors, being a, being a side hustle as being a real estate agent. Okay. So not necessarily owning other not property. Owning real estate. No. So not necessarily renting houses or no, no. Airbnb an and co- kind of thing. Okay. Was Airbnb or something like that on the list? No, for some reason, I didn't feel like they categorize having investment properties as as a side hustle because I think, and I kind of tend to agree that that's a separate income, like as an investment and not this is my job. 
Yeah. They're talking about like, this is my business kind of thing. Sure. No, I can see that. It definitely takes, there's less hands-on for what you get out of it, but it's also, it requires a lot more capital for obvious reasons. Right, right. But it's also like, you don't really need to market anything. Like you could find an agent to sell it. They're doing the marketing for you. Like it's, it's, it's a little bit different thing. Okay. So when we looked at industries, now keep in mind, this is us surveying our audience. That being said, I was a little bit surprised by the results and then not at all. I was very surprised. Here's what I figured out after the fact. So Emily was just like going on and on and on about how shocked she was that handmade was the number one category for industries. But when I sat down to think about it, a lot of the other categories we listed are all services. And so it's like we took all the services and had a variety of categories they could answer from. And then basically, if you sold a product, that was really the only category you could pick. Which I mean, I did that intentionally because for our, no, for for sure. our at least knowledge, I don't, I don't need to know if you sell coffee mugs or tote bags or candles or whatever, but. No, totally. Totally. I totally understand why you did what you did, but I think that it can look, sure. it can look swayed because we basically took services and broke them down right. into more specific categories and handmade wasn't. I still thought that graphic design or photography would be number one. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I also feel like graphic design is really broad, how I put it, because it could be branding, sure. website, sure. logo, sure. blah, blah, blah. Sure. So it was number four. So like that, I at least expect it to be one or two. Yeah. Well, marketing is number two. And I feel like marketing could be a million and one things as well. But it just goes to show you that I know for sure that anyone who was to do this survey among their own audience, you may have a grasp on who you think you're talking to and then be completely surprised with who's actually on the other end. And I also think that this changes over time. If we were to do this survey two years ago, I think some of the categories would have been much higher. Like for instance, wedding. I feel like there used to be a million people in the wedding industry in our audience that were florists or calligraphers or wedding planners or whatever. And I don't know if we just stopped appealing to them or or what the deal was, but I found that interesting. Now, keeping in mind, if we're looking at the industry as a whole, I think this question is less important to the, the group at large. It's important for us. It tells us a lot about our individual audience and how we can serve you better, but isn't necessarily going to tell you a whole lot about what's going on in terms of sales or revenue in specific industries. Now, a question that I do think will shock most of you is how much revenue businesses are making. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart.
including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So the specific question was, how much revenue does your business make or is set to make this year? And 33% of you, 33% of you will make less than $500 this year. That's bananas to me. Now, I don't want anyone to feel like if they answered that, that we think that is a bad answer. No, I was sitting there like, opportunity, like so excited. Right. Yeah, because what that tells me is you've sold a couple of things. To make less than $500, I mean, it's a little bit different if you're selling products, you may have sold 10s or 20s. But for the most part, if you're in services or even a little bit of a higher price product, you've sold a couple. Yeah, because also, so if you add up the first two categories, there were two options, 56% of you, so over half of you, over half of you will make less than 5,000 this year. 
So the first option was zero to 500. The second was 501 to 5,000. So 50% of you. That's so, so bananas. Because I think the reason why I was so surprised is, again, when I was looking at the data that I was reading everywhere else, which doesn't really encompass these industries or this particular audience, they're saying that on average, the side hustles that they're seeing make people about an extra twelve dollars to $13,000 a year. And so, okay, if you split that up, what is that per month? Well, 12000 would be yeah. about $1,000 a month. So I was like, okay, maybe that's where the majority of our people are going to be. And I mean, 23% of you could be in that range. And so that's right on average with everywhere else. But why that was interesting to me is because going back to your point at the very beginning, I feel like so many people like beat themselves up about their lack of sales or lack of progress and feeling like I need to be where everyone else is. And if you look at even bigger surveys than ours, like $1,000 a month is about how much extra people are making. Well, and here is why I think it's an epidemic. Because if you all answered what you did and then said that fulfilled your desires. It made you happy. It's where you wanted to be. It was serving you the way you wanted it to be serving you. Then I would say props to you. Keep doing what you're doing. 100%. Like, I'm going to cheer you on. And maybe that means we need to talk more to people who just want to make a thousand extra dollars a month. However, however, that's not the case. (laughs) We had one more question. And this question all on its own makes me realize how much room for growth you guys have. And the question was simply, do you want your business to be your full-time income? Yes. I want you all to guess in your head right now, what percentage of people do you think said yes? Just all telepathically get it when you're listening to this episode. It's fine. I'll be sitting in my office, drinking my coffee, and I'll be like, oh, Laura thinks this amount. Okay. So do it right now. Thank you, guys. Okay. Now we're going to tell you. 91 and a half, because I'm not forgetting that half. We could actually technically round up, but that's how math works. 92% of you want your business to be your full-time income. So to put that in perspective, if nine out of 10 of you want it to be your full-time income, and yet over... 50% of you are making less than $5,000. Then there are some places we can help you. (laughs) I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't know anywhere in the country you could live for less than $5,000. So we're going to (laughs) assume. And I I know you know that, obviously. I know you know that. So like that, I'm stating the obvious here. But that means that there is room, that there are more, that you guys want this so bad. But the problem that I am seeing is that some of you are getting complacent, that you're getting too comfortable where you're at right now, and that you're not pushing yourself, that you're not doing those scary things, that you're not stepping out in fear. Like you say you want it. And I see, like I said at the very beginning, the people who like have the ideas and then they say yes to start selling, they do start selling. And that's the momentum you need to continue to sell, right? But if you aren't making that decision, or if you're holding back in some way, you're not going to reach the goal that you put in place. Well, and the reason why I specifically wanted to ask that question and to literally just get a yes or no from you guys is because in the research that I was doing prior to this, 
again, because I think other audiences are talking to different people, mostly not women, I, I feel like, because the most common reason that these surveys found that boiled down to, to why people had a side hustle came down to wanting extra money for discretionary spending like vacations, electronics, and other luxuries that are nice to have. I don't, I don't think, think that's what uh, clearly our women want. 8% of you, only 8% of you said you didn't want it to be your full-time income. Now, again, I don't know if it's because you're just wanting extra spending money or not, but the people who we help are those 92%. It says 27% of side hustlers wanted the side hustle to boost their savings. But I think it's so interesting where all of the other information out there that I was finding was coming from people who wanted a side hustle for extra money. So what does that tell you? What does that tell me, right? That says to me, by Googling side hustle, right? I just put in a couple of phrases, research on side hustle, how to get a side hustle, stats on side hustle, Googling all those kind of things. I'm not sure if that's exactly what you're Googling when you're trying to learn stuff about your business. But what that tells me is that the information that's out there is geared towards people who are working a side hustle for extra spending money. And if you're wanting it to be your full-time income, you need to switch who you're learning from. Yeah. Because honestly, if you just wanted to make an extra 300 bucks, I could have a whole course on how I took the clothes in my closet, photographed them, put them up on Instagram and made $300 in two hours. Like that's not what we're doing. I mean, sounds, I should maybe build that. Just kidding. I don't have time for that, but that's not what you guys want. You guys want, you're telling us you have said it as clear as day. I can't get any more clear than a survey result. Okay. You guys have said, I want this to provide for my family financially, bring in enough money to be the equivalent of a full-time income. I'm not saying full-time hours. I'm saying full-time income. For a lot of you, that means it would give you the freedom to work from home instead of go to a 95 job. For some of you, that would mean figuring out how to work, you know, for or five hours a day between nap times and all the other things you have going on so that you can provide for your family in a way that maybe you don't have the luxury of because freaking childcare is outrageously expensive. And I don't know your circumstance and we didn't necessarily get into the weeds with this survey, but if you want to get out of that side hustle mindset of making a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars, and you want to see results in your business that are the result of a business, like you have to change how you feel about it first. It can't be a hobby. It can't be something you kind of sort of work on. When you walk into the room and someone asks you what you do, you can't say, well, I kind of sort of do this thing on the side. You need to say, this is my job. Well, and for, for, you know, the 40% of you who have a ton of ideas, but haven't made a lot of sales yet, it's about getting out of that level of stuck. It's about making a decision. It's about looking at the thing that you can sell, the one thing you can sell right now to try to get profit tomorrow and running with it. And then for those of you who have made a few sales, looking at, okay, what did actually help you make those sales? 
And what are the systems we can set up in place to make more of that happen? So because we've done this, so we're not (laughs) immune to these things, overcomplicating every single step of this process of making the right and perfect decision of implementing too many things. But I want the results of this survey to remind you like what you actually say you want. Are the actions that you're taking every single day helping or hurting that goal from happening? But not only that, knowing that you're in a room full of people that also want the same thing, that also have the same desire, that are also like ready and willing. You don't necessarily get that in other rooms. Like, I don't know how often you guys run into the situation, but I know for me, it happens a lot. It might be walking in to a room for a junior league meeting or a place I volunteer or whatever. I walk in the room and I'm in the minority by a long shot. What I do for a living is not normal. (laughs) Like people don't get it. Okay. (laughs) People don't understand what I do. So I usually say something that sounds fancy enough that they take me seriously. I'm the CEO of an online education company. And so if you feel like you're in that minority when you're walking in other rooms, then maybe you need to start paying attention to the room where people have your back. Like we're here for you guys. Like, yeah. So I would love to have your response. If you haven't given your response to this survey, we're popping the link inside of the show notes. So click the like, read more, learn more in your little podcast listener. And it's going to open up that webpage for you. Rambling to the survey. It's four questions. It says on here, what? It takes people an average of 45 seconds to complete. So if you can give us 45 seconds, we would greatly, greatly appreciate that time because it, it, you know, it helps us continue to have conversations like this. And I know like a little under a thousand people is a lot to kind of get a good general term, but I mean, we have like a hundred thousand people in our audience. So there are so many of you. So swipe up, do that. And I would love to keep the conversation going over on Instagram. If you DM us over at Boss Project, let us know if you filled it out, what category did you fit under? Are you wanting it to make your full time and you're set to make less than 500 bucks this year? And what can we do to help you get past that? And we'll be you know, honest about the resources that we have that we know and love that are perfectly tailored to turn your creative passion into a full-time income. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.